Yo, what up, Aqua lads and Aqua lasses? Welcome once again to Kingfish, a Shane McMahon audio journey. The show where we relive the antics of Shane McMahon on his road to becoming a full-time performer in the WWF, but alas, at this point, only a lowly announcer. I am Johnny C, and I will be your host through this uh, recap one week after SummerSlam 1998, and we are once again live via tape in New Haven, Connecticut. The Sunday Night Heat intro plays, and we're greeted with Shane doing his best Vince McMahon impression. Welcome, everyone, to Sunday Night Heat. JR, what a pumped-up show we have for you. Jim Ross lets us know that we are all still reeling from Mr. McMahon's huge announcement from last night. Now, you may recall that Raw, and hey, that rhymed, uh, was a Saturday evening affair due to the ongoing tennis match between Aaron Williams and Charles Poole. It was indubitably legendary indeed. But tennis put Raw's war on a Saturday night. And apparently, Mr. McMahon had a goal for the evening. That goal was to align Glenn and Mark as siblings of mass ruination, or brothers of destruction, I suppose might be an easier way to say it. And apparently he did just that. Shane lets us know, however, that that wasn't the big announcement, and Vince McMahon will be making it tonight on Heat. Speaking of Heat... Oh, Nire. Oh, Nire. Wow. Sunday Night Heat... Uh, member extraordinaire Gangrel is back making yet another appearance he's kind of slowly becoming the king of Sunday Night Heat we get a video recap of recent hostilities between Gangrel and Edge and well folks I'll be honest with you this is the first time we've heard about this rivalry here on Sunday nights you know sometimes when I'm watching Heat I feel like I'm on a boat heading towards a lonely island because I get information that I didn't know I needed But again, I digress. Gangrel does his normal creepy walk to the ring. He does his blood spit. He then stares into the camera with his blood-drenched fangs on display. It's actually a beautiful camera shot, and it leads us to the following exchange. Uh, Wow, Shane. Uh, Take a look at that. That is, uh, well, uh, well, he's not your daddy's favorite wrestler. Let me put it that way. JR, it's the 90s. Didn't you see that movie Blade? Wesley Snipes, that thing is awesome! And while Shane is correct, there's no time to contemplate the fate of the Daywalker. Because tonight, Gangrel, the vampire warrior, sinks his teeth into a dick. Dick to go, that is. Or Dick Togo from Kayentai. And the Kayentai member is definitely hoping that the stakes for this match will be high as he stands across... From the puffy-shirted fiend. JR is surprised that last night's Shane's daddy called the Undertaker pussies. But because it's the Lord's Day, he chooses the more PC term, wussies. Meanwhile, in the ring, Dick Togo is flopping around the ring, kind of like a badass, hitting moonsaults and power slams on Gangrel. And I'll be honest with you guys, it's not a bad match. The announcers, however, can't be bothered with it uh, because we have to tell a tale. Shane McMahon wants to let us know what happened last night. Shane says, Man, last night, riding back from the arena, my pops was laughing the whole time, saying, Wait till tomorrow night. And I said, Pops, what you chuckling about? 
that wasn't the master plan? He said, no, tomorrow night is the master plan, and you know my pop, it's gonna be a doozy. Ironically, as Shane is recalling this intense story, we can see him sitting behind the announce desk, clearly not talking to anyone, and he then casually tosses a bottle of water to the ring announcer. (laughs) Brand's energy. Shane then tells us that on today's ride to the arena, Vince was giggling the whole time, and now he sequestered himself in a private room so he can continue laughing. <laughs> so, so Vince, Vince McMahon, the character, allegedly, has just been laughing since last night. Which, of course, makes me think of that hilarious and legendary moment from The Simpsons featuring Mr. Burns. What's that? You don't remember? Well, allow me to remind you. <laughs> What was I laughing at now? Oh, yes, that crippled Irishman. (laughs) You're welcome, Aqua fans. Now, Shane does give us a little bit more information. He lets us know that the general consensus general consensus, between Vince and himself, is that The Undertaker was an idiot for not having Kane help him win the title at SummerSlam. And you know, I I actually really do appreciate that info from Shane, because you know, I wasn't lost with what was going on, but now I feel better about my understanding of this narrative and my ability to convey it to you. So thank you, Shane. Uh, Something historic then occurs. Kevin Dunn, legendary WWEF director, actually puts together a pretty decent shot here. Gangrel has Togo in position for the implant DDT. Now, as Gangrel lifts the member of Kayentai into the air, the camera zooms out right as Dick's flesh smacks the mat. It really is a huge load. To carry on one's shoulders, but Kevin Dunn is certainly delivering me some pleasure with this hard-hitting dick-to-go versus Gangrel match. One, two, three. Gangrel is your winner. During the replay, Shane lets us in on his own excitement by blowing a verbal load of his own when he says, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, look at that one, JR. Like I said, though, Vamp, if you will, picks up the victory and wanders off to join the rest of the members of Dead Cell as we pivot to a video recap between some of the recent developments between Sable and Jacqueline, the baby with back. So, flashback to around 21 days earlier, where during an arm wrestling contest, the baby with back broke her bikini contest major award over the back of the Sabester, and earlier today, her main man had a surprise for her. So we cut to a homemade video. Now, how do we know it's a homemade video? Well, A, the HUD, or heads-up display on the screen, shows a record icon and a date stamp. Two, the date reads September 3rd, 1998, which was a non-televised date for the WWF, and D, The footage takes place in front of a wall with some curtains on it. So definitely somebody's house, right? It should be noted also (laughs) 
the marvelous Mark Marrow, who appears in frame with Jacqueline, is wearing his full wrestling attire during a casual Thursday at home. He calls Jackie his brown sugar. Aww. He then hands her a new WWF Bikini Champion trophy. He also reveals the cost for the trophy and the gold curtains he's used to uh, spice up the joint have come out of the purse of their winnings for active WWF competition. Jackie says, how much? He says, don't worry about it. Jackie then calls Sable a skank and a swine and recommends that she takes a good look. Sable will never be as fine as Jackie. And then the marvelous couple share a beautiful hug. Ah, isn't that sweet, JR? L-O-V-E, love. Marrow and Jacqueline. Still to come, a SummerSlam rematch for the European Championship. The brothers from the dark side, as JR calls them, take on Animal and Draws. And the happiest man in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, Vinnie Mac! Mr. McMahon reveals the master plan tonight. Uh-oh, though. It looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin is outside of the arena drinking some stabilizers. What is going to happen? Stay with us! And we're back, because, you know, the future. Yeah, JR, Sunday Night Heat is back in full effect. Bradshaw now makes his way down to the ring, and we recap his feud with Vader. It escalated on Saturday Night Raw, and, I, and I'm going to give him a lot of credit here. The footage that they show of Vader and Bradshaw fighting has a little Saturday Night Raw logo in the lower corner. And you know what? The WWF has always been so good with that little shit. And, and the little shit matters because that's, you know, the production values and little things like that. I'm not going to say it like contributes to the win, but it contributes to the overall presentation and feel, and it makes them feel big leagues when other companies feel small. Anywho, during the confrontation between Bradshaw and Vader on Saturday Night Raw, the Brothers Grimm attacked. And no, I'm not talking about the Harris Twins. I'm still workshopping my names for the Undertaker and Kane tandem. So, you know, cut me some slack. Uh, anywho, the Brothers beat up JBL and Vader, and that's that. Here comes... Bradshaw's opponent, as introduced by Shane McMahon, Kenny Shamrock, oh yeah! The match begins. The commentary spends most of this match describing the Jobber Killer World Tour that the Brothers of Destruction went on last night on Saturday Night Raw, including destroying the knee of Steve Blackman in such a terrible way that he'll require corrective knee surgery. The Brothers also took out The Rock, Mark Merrow, and the manservant of Tiger Ali Singh, Abu, who is now going by the name Babu. <laughs> I hear he thinks a lot of people are very, very bad. Very, 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 very bad. Anywho, in the match, Bradshaw hits the SOS. He beats up Shelton. Shane calls it, oh yeah, nice move by Bradshaw. The match is kind of back and forth, hard hitting, but short. And about two minutes into it, Vader enters the ring and clearly... Clearly assaults JBL. Well, I guess it's just... Would it just be B? Okay. Vader clearly assaults B. Uh, and that's that. Now, Bradshaw and Vader do throw some fisticuffs and go back and forth quite a bit. During this fist fight, Shane starts making some noises. Kind of like a child who's hearing like wacky sounds for the first time. Like a, like a little kid gets a toy and it's like... Ooga! Hugga! Hugga! <laughs> because every time a new blow is landed, Shane's like, oh, yeah, 
Whoa! <laughs> oh yeah! Whoa! <laughs> Just like a kid who's laughing at like a soundboard. JR, on the other more adult side of the spectrum, calls the fight Smash Mouth in Your Face Manhood. JR then warns the audience that Shamrock may snap at any moment. At this particular time, Kevin Dunn zooms in on Kenny Kenny Shamrock in the ring, casually watching these two beefy monsters fight with his hands on his hips. So, maybe next time, JR. Although, when Tony Chibble announces that Bradshaw is the victor, he does look a little P.O.'d. Uh, Shane says, What? JR, how could Bradshaw win this thing? JR's like, well, it's a judgment call. Uh, what the fuck? It is absolutely not a judgment call. Circling back to what I said earlier, Vader clearly clotheslines JBL when he comes into the ring. It's fucking Pro Wrestling 101. Vader came in the ring, hit Bradshaw, thus, in the eyes of the WWF rulebook, also known as a bottle of Jack Daniels, Vader is helping Shamrock win the match. In the eyes of the law. <laughs> oh well, though. Ken Shamrock chases these bulls to the back as we head to a commercial. We're back, and Southern Justice is in the ring. According to Shane, they're waiting for the Tag Team Champions of the World. Hilarious shot here of Dennis Knight taking off his leopard print vest to reveal his wrestling attire. But he's taking it off kind of like a sexy lady takes off her shirt. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, when, when a sexy lady takes off her shirt, like, you cross both hands down by the band of the shirt, like where your waist is, and you pull from the bottom? Do it? Does anybody except non-sexy ladies take their shirts off that way? Because I've always been more of a pull-from-the-top kind of guy. I don't want to really, like, you know, yank the collar or anything like that. I'm careful. I'm fragile with my clothing. But, I don't know. The way, Seriously, like, watch it if you don't believe me. The way Dennis Knight takes this shirt off... I'm thinking, uh, you know, it's sexy time. But, alas, it is not sexy time. Oh, you were unaware? Perhaps your derriere should notify an individual. Because the New Age Outlaws come down and they they do their thing. It's still crazy over. And I guess I shouldn't be so surprised because it is 1998. But it looks like it's going to be a singles match. Road Dog versus the Dark Knight. Oh, shit. Dennis, I I should take better notes, because if my brain sees D-K-N-I-G-H-T, I'm thinking Batman. It's actually Dennis Knight. The crowd sings along with the Road Dog, and even keeps going with the sing-along, even after Road Dog stops at, The Road Dog, Jesse James! You know, they, they do the rest. Road Dog laughs and says, Well, he's not wrestling tonight, so hold on a second. I gotta get there. This pops both Shane and Mr. Ass, who's super laughing hard in the ring. I guess it's nice to see these guys having fun. He eventually announces B.A. Double Crooked Letter so everyone can go home happy. Road Dog takes off his WWF Tag Team Championship belt and holds it like he's Otani up to bat. But we cut to ringside and get a view of Jim Ross and Shane McMahon. Jim Ross claims that this looks like a great matchup. Shane says, oh man, Road Dog cracks me up. I guess that's a fair rapport. The uh, the commentators then talk about how last night, the New Age Outlaws kept their tag gold via a disqualification victory over the nation when China took it to Mark Henry. Road Dog 
does the boss man jump into the corner uh, or into the ropes because Dennis Knight's, you know, face is, is over the ropes. You know, that fucking thing the big boss man does. Does it have a name? Because I've never known it and I'd like to know it. Anyway, he then turns to the camera and in clear view of the hard cam does his shaky leg strut. It makes the girls here in Cleveland puke. On commentary, we get, yeah, get down with it. Get jiggy with it, road dog. Shane then goes into greater detail about China's assault on Mark Henry. And, and he describes this assault in a unique manner. I, I would love to see a written testimony from this man. China, hit the ring like a locomotive. Double leg dive, Mark Henry. Took him down and then put a series of right hands upside his face. China, just took it to town. Unfortunately, China didn't take it downtown, but oh well. Jim Ross reveals that Austin is here this evening because he was summoned by Mr. McMahon. And he can't wait to hear the rest of the master plan. Oh, JR, it's going to be awesome. Anything my dad does is great. <laughs> well, that one hasn't aged very well. Jim Ross's response, he's a dandy, all right. For those living in 1998, another reminder that Raw Saturday Night happens again this Saturday at 7, 6 Central. The match doesn't last long, and then Jeff Jarrett, with his ears freshly lowered, attacks the real Double J. My God, we're finally getting a payoff. X-Pac then joins as well. It's evened up at 3 on 3. X-Pac at Double J. Going at it fast and furious. Throw those hands. Bam, 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 bam. Much to the dismay of Shane, though, officials break up the brawl, but he starts his own chant. Let them fight. Let them fight. (laughs) I kind of love the idea that Shane McMahon's just that kid in the cafeteria who's like, oh, yeah, Billy and Stevie are going to beat each other's ass. Come on, let's go watch. We then get a recap of Vince McMahon getting Undertaker and Kane to work as one last night, and we see recaps of their tour of Carnage, where Vince McMahon calls them putrid pussies. He gets them all fired up. And, you know, good for you guys. Say pussy on TV. Takes a lot of balls, I guess. Or I guess I should say it takes a lot of pussy, because the pussy is definitely uh, more powerful than the balls. That's right. You heard it. It happens. It gives life, for God's sakes. I mean, it. I'm done. I'm not trying to make it seem like I literally believe the... Uh, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Kingfish! Uh, back on Sunday Night Heat, though, Undertaker and Kane walk out of their dressing room. Oh, yeah! The master plan continues to unfold. There you see. Massive destruction. Coming up! Next. We return from commercial, and for some reason, we get the opening pyro for Sunday Night Heat. Even though it's about 20 minutes into the show, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Shane is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Sunday Night Heat, look at this. Everybody's high-fiving JR. We're getting pumped up. The Undertaker's theme hits. Oh yeah, total carnage on its way, JR. All this because Mr. McMahon called them wussies. Uh, That's not what he called them, JR. Uh, That's good enough for me, Shane. My mama's watching. Great moment as Kane summons the pyrotechnics during the chanting part of the Undertaker rock variant. You know, the I could keep going. I'll stop. God, that, that's hotter than an Oklahoma barbecue. What? What the hell is that? JR then invents the infamous Paris Hilton catchphrase decades early by saying, That's hot. 
Here comes Animal and the Draws. JR, it looks like Animal has smartened up. Now, what Darren draws up? Could this be the new LOD 2000? You think they would have shifted the LOD 2001 if this thing would have lasted? I mean, just to get the point across even more. We then cut to JR and Shane on camera again, and Shane promises more master plan is on the way. The bell rings, and this match is also underway. Suddenly, JR is like, What? Uh, I'm getting some information here in my earpiece. Uh, who? Uh, folks, I'm being told Hawk is on the line, okay? Now, at this moment, at this moment in my life, fans, I perked up, and I got so excited, assuming that this was going to be Drunk Hawk. But it appears to be somewhat sober Hawk, and it's not even funny at all, and I tell you the truth, it's kind of depressing. It's Hawk, and he's doing a down voice, like, like if your mom just yelled at you for eating the last cupcake. Oh, Mom, I'm sorry, the cupcake. Why'd you eat the cupcake, Hawk? Well, I was hungry. But anyway, it's a, it's a serious voice, and he tells us he's going to rehab in Chicago, and Shane and JR get their serious voices, and they're like, all right, Mark, best of luck to you. <laughs> that's it. Now, if he calls back later in the match, drunk, complaining about how Animal and Draws are losing to The Undertaker and Kane, I will declare this the greatest thing in sports entertainment history. So, so stay tuned. Back in the match, though, Draws is indeed getting some limited offense over on Kane. And I really don't think that should be happening. The match is decent enough, though. Surprisingly, Taker and Animal aren't bad together. Eventually, Animal has Taker in a vicious leg lock, and the gimmick is sort of that he's not going to let go, Animal's nowhere close to the ropes, and has no way to break in the hold, and he's kind of like passing out, if you will. Suddenly, Vincent Kennedy McMahon appears on the stage, looking fit, I will say, uh, in a swank black-on-black ensemble. Uh, His pants, you know, pulled up a little higher than I would expect, but that's okay. And the crowd just delivers and rains down. I mean, the most over man in history. Huge booze. Shane embraces this appearance by yelling, Oh man! What's up, Pop? Raise the roof, JR! Raise the roof! He's just excitable, this one. Suddenly, the bell rings. I guess the ref stopped the match due to Animal's knee injury. Kane comes in to protect the Undertaker from Draws, who's run in to sort of break up the hold. He goozles Draws, that being Kane. We then cut to something that could have been amazing. We cut to Vince McMahon on stage. Now, Vince is pantomiming, using his right hand, that he has someone in the goozle for the chokeslam. Sort of mimicking, like, Yeah, Kane, you got him in a chokeslam, now I want you to slam him down. However, alternate universe, Shane, or Shane, Vince McMahon, is an actual literal puppet master that can control Kane and The Undertaker with his motions. I mean, honestly, I could get on board with that. Like, you got Vince McMahon on stage basically acting out the entire match, and Undertaker and Kane have to do what he's doing? I mean, come on. Oh, well. Anyway, Kane delivers a chokeslam. Getting up and... Oh, yeah! Woo! Oh, Mr. McMahon just enjoys this. Well, yeah, JR. Doesn't everybody? I mean, come on. These guys... No, wait. That's what happens when you read your notes incorrectly, fans. Well, yeah, JR. Doesn't everybody? I mean, come on, Shane. These guys have got families to feed. If Hawk ran out at this moment with his helmet on for the save, this would surpass a drunken phone call as the greatest moment in sports entertainment history. It doesn't happen. 
we cut to Vince on the stage, and he's making another weird hand motion. It, it kind of looks like he's doing, like, swiping, like, you're all done, it's over, like that kind of hand motion. But then it kind of looks like he puts his right hands down his pants, like he's aroused by the violence. I mean, I don't know any way to put it. Look at this. Watch it. It happens. Now, Shane, much like his daddy, is clearly feeling it because he proclaims, JR, he's so inspirational. He's so motivational. <laughs> he's my dad. And you know, JR, he made me the man I am today. And that's what I'm afraid of. Cut to Stone Cold Steve Austin watching all this happening on a tiny TV in his locker room. That's all he ever does on Sundays. We head to a commercial, and we're back. Here comes the Enigma Edge. Doing battle with Taka Mishinoku, who's already in the ring, JR. Before the match proper gets started, our friends over at WWF Magazine provide us with some still photos of Edge teaming up with Sable at SummerSlam. Edge then chases Taka around the ring. Shane lets us know that the match is underway. Ding, ding, ding! It is started! Edge in the ring slams Taka Mishinoku hard. Nice move! Nice move, Edge! Uh, Shane, you know, a lot of fans are probably wondering, where is Sable this week? Well, I tell you, she's in California on the set of Pacific Blue. Unfortunately, she's not on the set of La Femme Nakita. Because that would have made JR say La Femme Nakita. Taka hits a tornado DDT. Oh yeah, nice suplex! Alright, I'm just kidding. He did call it a DDT this week, so good for you, Shane. Edge hits a spinning heel kick. Hee <laughs> Yeah! Edge hits a curtain call style suplex. Shane calls it. <laughs> yes! Edge yells. That's it, Edge. Get that adrenaline rush pumping. Pump it up. Pump it up. Shane would have been a great early 90s dance musician. Boom, Pump it up. Pump it up. Edge, oh yeah. Get your booty on the front line. Make my day. Make my day. Make my day. Taka goes for the Mishinoku driver. Edge counters into the downward spiral. Yeah, downward spiral. One, two, three. We get some replays for the match. Shane calls Taka Mishinoku. Taka Mishinoko. So, you know, typical stuff. Uh-oh, though. Edge leaves through the crowd. And the Brothers of Destruction are coming down the aisle. And they have the Stooges. They are dragging them to the ring for violence. Shane is flipping out. Uncle Jerry! Uncle Pat! This is ridiculous. JR, get in there and save them. Eh, you're, you're talking to the wrong cowboy, Shane. Taker grabs a microphone. McMahon! Yes? Oh, not me. <laughs> you got ten seconds to get out here. He counts down. We cut to Shane at the monitor, looking very stressed. Undertaker hits zero. No Vince. It's time for the beatdown. Taker chokeslams Patterson, and Kane chokeslams Gerald Briscoe. Well, you know, JR, this job can be hazardous to your health. I'm sure they'll be compensated nicely. And we head to commercial. We're back, though, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the parking lot on a flip phone with an antenna. My God. The history here. He kicks the cameraman that gets too close. Get out of here, you piece of trash. JR, that cameraman could have dropped that camera. That's expensive. Uh, well, what about the cameraman? Eh, that's replaceable. It's time for our SummerSlam European title rematch. Val Venus versus D'Lo Brown. 
Great sign in the audience. Venus fears Diggler. Tonight's dick joke. Make no bones about it. All you ladies will soon be in Sunday night heat once you get a taste of the big Valboski. <laughs> it kills me, JR. Delo's music then starts. Oh yeah, get that head shake at JR. Here he comes. Let me see that head shake. Oh yeah, he's feeling that. Feel the flow. Feel that flow. What a great song you reminded me of, Shane. Here we go now, holla if you hear me. Oh, come and feel me flow. Tonight, D'Lo Brown is from Warsaw, Poland. Oh, Warsaw, Poland, my foot. Val Venus attacks before D'Lo even gets in the ring. JR mentions that Val got disqualified at SummerSlam. We might be in for a repeat. Uh, there is a quick near fall after a DDT. On commentary, JR is demanding that we purchase tickets to upcoming WWF live events. He spends most of the match talking about that, which I understand. Dustin Ruddles is in the crowd with a sign. JR, who is he? There is a drunk dude in the crowd standing next to Dustin Runnels, and he puts his arm around Dustin. Uh, and Dustin is trying desperately not to laugh while this dude is yelling, He's coming back! He's coming back! Straight into the camera. I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. <laughs> Anywho, Shane once again asked JR, Who is he? Uh, I believe it's Dustin's new spiritual uh, force. <laughs> Who knows? Dustin's just messed up. Delo climbs to the barrier outside of the ring, and Val uh, counters with a please no, please no variant. Farouk taught you well, Delo. JR, does Delo really need that chest protector? I don't know, Shane. I think it's bogus. Somewhere in Arkansas, Sid perks up at the mention of bogus. Val won't let Delo out of the corner, so the referee gets in his face uh, to create a break. D'Lo, with the cunning ruse, he takes the turnbuckle pad off, and he throws Val into it, sternum first. Then he hits a German suplex by way of Warsaw. One, two, three. Venus is pissed. Shane, I think that's Val's first loss. I do not know the win-loss record of Val Venus, JR. <laughs> and we redo the spot from SummerSlam with the chest protector and the money shot. Oh, yeah! How your lips feel, D'Lo! Shane yells upon impact. What? Your lips? All right, fair enough. Mr. McMahon is on his way out here to reveal the master plan. Come on, pup. It's master plan time. We head to a commercial. We're back. And Vince is already in the ring, ready to go. It's nice of him to take some time out of his busy laugh-all-day schedule. Now, folks, around this moment, I started to have a little panic attack because there is only six minutes left to go. Vince is already in the ring with the microphone talking. Uh, uh, like, if Shane and JR don't hate, hype up the USA Sunday Night Heat network lineup, I might riot. Many of you may be wondering, why is Vince McMahon wearing black? You look great in black pups. Well, I'm in mourning. There's a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin chant. What's that? Vince says. On September 27th, the reign of Stone Cold Steve Austin will die. He lets us know. Uh, he says he'll let us know more about that very soon. He calls out Undertaker and Kane, and the Brothers of Destruction abide and make their appearance. Vince goes outside the ring because he fears a beatdown. He wants to apologize publicly and humbly 
for my remarks when I called you a pussy. There's no question that you two are the most destructive force in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. He says they both deserve an opportunity to regain the WWF title. But first, we need the current WWF champion. If he has the guts, come on down here. The glass breaks, and so do my eardrums. My God, this man is so over. Is this some sort of elaborate trap, Shane? No, JR. It's the master plan. Well, what is the damn master plan? All four men in the ring now. Austin, you've mocked my authority for the last time, Pally. <laughs> yeah, Pally! <laughs> what? Seriously, quit trying to make Pally a thing, McMahons. It's not gonna happen. Let me break it down for you, Austin. Uh, okay, I see, I see what you did there, Vince. Well done. Vince McMahon does indeed book a triple threat match for WWF Breakdown in your house. What? Well, that's not fair. Oh, man, that is fair. It's a brilliant plan. It's a brilliant master plan. Austin is doomed. He can't survive against these two monsters. Hallelujah. And we're done. We fade the black at Shane yelling, Hallelujah. And folks, it's happened. I am appalled there was no Sunday Night Heat promotional material given. And you know what? Because of that, I had planned going to Wikipedia, looking up a synopsis for the episode that would have aired on this date, September 6, 1998, and then finding a way to deliver the information to you with Shane and JR impressions. But guess what? I started with Pacific Blue, and there was no episode aired on September 6, 1998, which means tennis strikes again. So, that will wrap things up for this episode of Kingfish. As always, thanks for checking out any of the uh, content here in the Aqua Cave. Please do remember to subscribe to the Aqua Cave. That way you get notified whenever new content drops. We will see you the next time that Shane McMahon decides to don the headset and let us know who the fuck knows. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you. <laughs>